Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm going to be talking about Alcoholics Anonymous and my recovery journey. I wanted to start this podcast so that I could share <clears throat> with others what I've been through, and so that I could share the message of Alcoholics Anonymous and um, what it can do for you, but mostly just um, doing this for my own sobriety and to keep things fresh in my mind. So I wanted to start this podcast with the prayers that I've learned so far in AA. And then I'll go into some things that I've learned and kind of what my um, what my journey has been like. The third step prayer says, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. I try to say this that prayer every morning. I don't get to it every morning, but um, that is something that I strive for. The seventh step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And the 11th step prayer is next. It's also the St. Francis prayer. Um, I just did step 11 with my sponsor. So this is a really special prayer to me right now. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. So those are the three prayers um, that are most important to me as a member of AA. So I'm just going to go through um, kind of a little bit of my journey and what brought me to the place I'm at now. I am currently 42 and um, all of this started 30 years ago when I was 12. I started drinking when I was 12. And um, it was vodka, I believe, which is like awful. Vodka is so gross. Um, <laughs> so I had, um, I also tried some other liquors at friends' houses. It was definitely an experimental stage. 
And then when I was 13, I started drinking 40s um, with some gangbangers that I hung out with. This was back in the early 90s. Um, actually, now what was the, yeah, it was the early 90s in Southern California. So um, I started drinking beer a lot and I progressed to, to smoking weed and I did meth for about six months. And then um, when I was 16, um, we had an intervention with my dad. I was um, definitely like in the thick of it <clears throat> as, it come, as, it, as far as my um, addiction goes. So um, I really didn't see the problem with my dad's drinking, but it was definitely a problem. He had um, lost his job and he had a couple DUIs. And I'm pretty sure there were other things going on in his marriage with my mom. So um, we had an intervention with him and I was absolutely certain that he would choose to get help and not lose us as with, you know, being with us, his family. Um, but to my surprise, he chose to leave instead of getting help. And that pretty much broke me. Um, so I went off, off the deep end. Um, I didn't care about much of anything anymore. And my mom really just wanted me to understand why my dad made the decision that I, that he did and understand alcoholism. So she sent me up to, um, stay with my aunt and uncle in Washington for two weeks and they were both in AA. And so I went to meetings with them and they taught me more about alcoholism. And during that time, when I was going to those meetings, I found that I related to the stories that I heard in the rooms. Um, so I decided to be sober <clears throat> and I joined AA and then I went back to California and within two days, I was back with my friends drinking, smoking weed. And I actually called my mom in the middle of the night and asked her to pick me up and told her it is really hard to get sober <laughs> in the same town um, that I was always getting high in. So we talked to my aunt and uncle and we all decided that I would live with them for the remainder of my high school years. So the summer before my junior year, I moved to Washington and with my aunt and uncle and I attended AA meetings regularly. Um, I think we went like twice a week. Um, I stayed sober those two years and um, really focused on my schoolwork and um, did really well. And then um, when I was, after I graduated high school, I joined the Navy and started drinking again. And um, there were periods of time where I would quit drinking for a while. And then I would kind of feel like, well, I've proven to myself that I'm not an alcoholic because I was able to quit 
um, and you know, my job was always safe and intact and I didn't think that it affected my family and, um, my relationships. So I just kept drinking and, you know, as a 20 something year old in the military, I was in good company. I, um, was around people that were drinking just as much as I was. So we just kept going. Um, and like I said, there were some, um, there were some points where I felt like I'm drinking too much. So I would quit. Um, and it wouldn't ever last any longer than like three months. So I got married when I was 22 and that marriage lasted for two years. We were both heavy drinkers. It just wasn't, um, a good relationship. So I met my current husband and, um, I got out of the Navy and I got a regular job and continued to just want to drink kind of like I did when I was younger. And it didn't really work out (laughs) because I wanted to just keep doing the, you know, going to the bar every weekend and having fun with my friends and getting off work and going to the bar. And my husband was pretty much done with it. You know, he wanted to grow up. He wanted to settle down. So um, I went along with that and just drank at home on the weekends. Um, once in a while, we'd go out on a date and we'd drink, but it wasn't that much. Um, and then we moved to from we moved to Florida, and then we moved to Colorado and had our first child and. Um, the following six years, five or six years, um, drinking wasn't a huge part of my life, but I continued to drink and I was on the nicotine patch and basically, um, if ever I was on some kind of prescription drug, I would always overuse it. Um, I always had that addictive personality When I did drink, it was never just one or two drinks. I don't think I've ever had less than three drinks whenever I've drunk. So um, I didn't drink very often, but when I did, it was a lot. And about two years ago, I decided to get sober. I didn't go through AA. I did... um, I just, I went alcohol free. So I was um, reading lots of blogs and books and stuff. And then about three months into that, I went to the beach with my friends and started drinking again. So um, the two years between then and this last time I quit were pretty bad. Um, I was mixing Xanax and alcohol a lot. I was isolating myself from my family and wasn't doing well at work. Things started to get bad. And um, one more more thing, um, when I was, before my husband and I had our children, my dad died of alcoholism. 
And so I was always really careful about my drinking. Um, but the last two years, I just wasn't. I just drank as much as I wanted. And, um, and it got pretty bad. So um, my husband told me that he was worried about my drinking. He didn't want any part of it. And at that point, I was about the same age as my dad was when we had the intervention. Um, and then 12, 13 or 14 years later, he was dead from alcoholism. So I knew, you know, that was a big wake up call and I knew that I needed to stop drinking. So I um, went to AA and I started going to AA meetings about five months ago um, in the height of the pandemic. And so there were no live meetings. I had to start um, going to Zoom meetings. And um, it's amazing how God puts people into your life that you don't see the significance of until later. Um, because I went to, I did CrossFit for just about two months and I met this guy and we connected on Instagram. And um, he, I happened to know that he was in AA. And so I contacted him about meetings in the area and he added me to a Facebook group. So that's how I was able to find those Zoom meetings. And um, during one of those Zoom meetings, my sponsor, who became my sponsor, she um, asked who I was and, you know, gave me the opportunity to introduce myself, which was kind of awkward on Zoom. But um, she later became my sponsor. And I've been sober for about five and a half months. So that is the short version <laughs> of my story and where I'm at now. Um, my husband and I will be married 15 years tomorrow. And um, I have two children. I have a son who's 12. He is in sixth grade. And I have a daughter who's eight. And she is in third grade. Um, I am a teacher. And I teach at a high school. So... My plan for this podcast is to share some struggles, some challenges, and some triumphs so that hopefully I can be of use and purpose for others that are trying to make this journey happen for themselves. Um, it is so hard right now being sober because of the pandemic and all the things that we have to deal with, with the election and the protests slash rioting. And I'll try to not get into politics, but I have um, some strong opinions, so I, I'm not going to make any promises where that's concerned. So anyways, I'm going to sign off for now, and I hope that you'll come back and listen to some more. Thanks for listening. Bye.